Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. everybody welcome to Bois. this is a king of the hill podcast i am mike and that um, other man rusty. is rusty yep there he is there he is he is on he is on location or uh, i you know on the news they always say you're on assignment yeah i'm on assignment uh we're here in the deep wilds of durndle texas sure. uh, we're out here by lake durndle uh, just doing uh just doing a little excavation yeah. uh, out at the old quarry. There was rumored to be a old 1977 Chevelle mm. uh, dumped into the lake here, and they're about to get ready to pull it out. And we're just gonna we're it's gonna see if there's any Letterman jackets in the back back of the back seat of this Chevelle. It's so. just wasteful. Oh, absolutely. A 77 Chevelle. Chevelle at that. That's a yeah. beautiful car. No kidding. Yeah, uh, that's they a... said the license plate said Boom Howard. Ah on it yeah. so we're not sure we're so not it could sure be anybody yeah. it could be anybody could <laughs> sure, be anybody. sure. <laughs> all right man we are uh, uh we are season four episode four little horrors of shop this is a Absolutely. very good episode oh uh, it's a great episode and uh i guess we'll go ahead and start off with one fact uh this is an artifact this is uh yeah. i don't have very many artifacts for this one but uh little horrors of shop is a play on the Rick Moranis uh, movie. I mean, I'm sure it was a play before Rick Moranis ever did it, but it's made popular by Rick Moranis. Yeah. Uh, in the movie Little Shop of Horrors, where it's uh, a plant, and his name is Seymour, and he just feeds this plant little drops of blood, and it's this carnivorous plant. He grows big and big and big. So that's, the, uh, that's the play here. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was actually a, um, uh, a black and white movie. Uh, back oh. in the fifties, uh, and Jack Nicholson was the one who played the dent, the guy who goes to the dentist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. I'm gonna have to go watch yeah. that one. Yeah, it's I a good like one. It's a good one. Jack Nicholson's like like super young. So, um, all right, let's get into this sucker. 
we start at the Hill House. It is morning. Uh, we're, we're in the kitchen. Hank's in there getting coffee. Uh, oh, by the way, no bell, no yell. Uh, Hank is in there getting coffee. Peggy is grading papers feverishly. And we need to remember that this is still right after uh, she's gotten out of the hospital. She's gotten her, her cast off, her full body cast, all of that stuff. So this is the next episode after that. So she's still... Like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. This is the second episode after that. So she's still going through therapy, and there's still there's still a lot of talk of her falling out of the plane and breaking her spine and all yeah, that kind of sure. stuff as we go. All right. So she is going through there, and she is marking her papers, uh, biology quizzes, and not one smiley face. She says, and we see that she's putting uh, frowny faces on all these things. Uh, she yeah, said, yeah. She says their grades are plummeting even faster than I did when I fell out of that airplane. Again, there's the callback. Any yeah, the chance, callback. any chance for her to mention this tragedy that happened to her, she's she's gonna do it. Uh, Which is like these, these this amount of callbacks yeah. is like super super rare for these kind of animated shows like this. It's super rare to have that many callbacks in a row about an incident that happened from the previous season. It is. It's it's, every episode, every episode since she's fallen out of the plane, there's mm-hmm. been some type of reference to Peggy being injured in a plane yeah. uh, plane incident. Or, or jumping out of the airplane, whatever. So there's been a mention of it every right. episode since, which is, which yeah. is uh, I guess it's uh, status quo for King of the Hill because they develop. You know what I mean? They do sure. develop their characters. Oh yeah, in a it's way character development, definitely. A lot yeah. of places, yeah, a lot of animated shows don't. So, yeah, yeah, you 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 see this kind of thing on, on dramas especially, but uh, some some comedies. Um, they have a lot of callbacks like this. Uh, Hank responds to her and says, uh, Peggy, remember the therapist said to go easy on your spine. You may want to shorten your backswing on those check marks. Uh, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how far she's winding up to do this, but, uh, uh, yeah, Peggy, Pe- Peggy says, Hank, the best therapy for my back will be lifting my third, third straight substitute teacher of the year award above my head in triumph. Uh, we see Bobby come over to the, uh, to the kitchen table. He's eating his cereal. Um, Whenever she says she's going to lift her her uh, trophy up, she like looks up and then goes because eh, it still hurts. I'm I'm assuming uh, she says yeah. she says falling from that plane may have broken my spine, but it could not break my teaching bone. Not even if one existed. Good good job, Peggy. Reminds me of that country song the 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 drinking bones connected to the lonely bone or whatever. <laughs> the song sure. Goes, yeah. uh, Bobby pipes up and says, uh, "Mom, I think you're using the." Um, I think you're marking the uh, bio test with the, uh, the the wrong key. She goes, oh, uh, well, yeah, I'm not used to teaching so much non-Spanish. She goes, come on, Peggy Hill, rookie mistake, get it together. Uh-oh, I don't have the bio answer key. Bobby, find me a frog. And she just rolls up her sleeves, you know, like she's going <laughs> to dissect Yeah, she's a, about to dissect a frog. She's going to dissect a damn frog right here. there in the kitchen. It's, yeah. such a, it's such a weird thing. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can't. That's a different Peggy move. It's yeah. not like you Bobby can go to. Prong, Bobby. It's not like you can go to the school and get the key or anything. Uh, all right. So yeah. now we're at Strickland with Hank. Uh, Hank is on the phone, uh, and he's like, "Huh? Well, I would suggest that you bleed out the excess pressure in the bypass line because if you don't have, and then Mister Strickland comes in, Buck comes in, he goes, Is that a business call, Hank? Uh, not strictly, no," says Hank. Uh, so he's talking about bleeding out excess pressure to just a friend of his apparently on the phone there's it's not even a business thing that's just the craziest thing to me uh mr strickland says hank when was the last time you took a day off 
Hank says, well, I took a day off when Bobby was born, but uh, I wasn't really sick. I, I meant to tell you, it slipped my mind. <laughs> yeah, his own son being born, like work is more important to Hank. Like I hate to be caught dead. He'd rather be caught dead. Yes. Oh, sorry. He'd rather be there caught dead than being caught late to work. There yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he makes that reference here in just a second. He says, he said, you know, it just slipped my mind not to tell you. I, I did come in on that Saturday, though. So great, Hank. Good job. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Strickland says, what? You get the hell out of here, Hank. I'm getting squeezed by some insurance company, Pencil Stain, who claims working too long without a vacation can make you sloppy. And when you're sloppy in the propane biz, people die. And then my premiums go up. Yeah, that's the thing we're worried about. Hank says, sloppy. <laughs> I challenge him to find one single mistake mistake and uh mr strickland just worried about paying more for his insurance says whoa 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 hank just take some time off see you in two weeks and he just walks out in two weeks. Yeah. yeah which is funny it's funny that hank like he doesn't know what to do you know what mm. i mean what, what is hank gonna do with two weeks no. off of work he, no. he doesn't even want to take two weeks off of work this is if his... he told me to take two weeks off of work i could find two weeks of stuff to do but hank he's like no i gotta be at work if somebody sees me not at work they're gonna think something's wrong with me yeah he he, he literally says almost that here in just a second he uh he goes uh he, he says to buck before he leaves the room could i just take my vacation at my desk well that's not a vacation hank but uh, uh buck just says no Back at the Hill House, uh, and uh, we hear the Chicago song, 25 or 6 to 4, playing in the background, and, and Peggy has some food in her hand, and she's just like, you know, um, she's doing conducting. And uh, Hank comes in and goes, teaching band today, are you? You know, after the win substitute teacher this time, they might just re uh, rename it the Hill Trophy. She thinks that's <laughs> the funniest thing because, of course, it's a – it's a uh, 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 you know, it's something that she can brag about. She goes, uh, I can't suggest that, Hank. You'd have to suggest that. <laughs> so he's going to suggest that the that the trophy be renamed. Uh, Hank says, well, I, sh I sure do have the time. This old not working thing is going to give me a heart attack. I'll tell you what. God, that would be embarrassing. He says, Hank Hill found dead not working. So, yeah, almost exactly, <laughs> exactly. what you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, Shout out to Artie. Artie, uh, Artie references that one a lot. Yeah, yeah that's a great one. Uh, Peggy is getting the toast out with the tongs uh, she was uh, – she was conducting with and the thing that i noticed is she takes the toast out of the toaster and puts it directly into her bag which i don't i don't know if you know anything about toast uh but that toast ain't gonna be good that's crumbly it's yeah, gonna be it's gonna be a water crumbles that's that's not good that toast is going well, i'm not a i'm not really like a big fan of lint and lipstick stains yeah. on my on my my toast either so toast. Like, my mom pulled out a piece of toast and handed it to me. There's no telling what's in this purse. If you get lipstick stains on your toast. Yeah. yeah right. so, uh, she says, I well, that. I wish I could stay and help. Until they invent a uh, machine that can stand in front of a band and keep time, I am needed. Is that not a metronome? I mean, that's all that is, right? The little thing that goes tick, 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 right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, all that is. So there is something. Uh, now we're with Hank. Uh, he is... Uh, He's lost without uh, being able to go to work. He doesn't know what to do. Uh, you see him in the garage. He looks around. Everything is organized already. Uh, he sighs. He, he looks at, the, at all of the stuff stacked up. He finally sees the rake on the wall. He goes outside, and he figures he can rake his yard. Uh, starts looking around. There's absolutely nothing in the grass. Nothing There's no leaves. <laughs> There's no nothing. Nothing uh, to rake. And so he pulls one of the leaves out of the tree and looks around a little bit and drops it on the ground and then starts raking it. it it's, it, it's funny because um, I kind of feel this way sometimes, right, uh, where I can go home and try to relax 
and I get maybe an hour out of that, and then I got to be doing something. I don't it, it, something is going on. I got to get up. I got to go that. You know, some something back and forth. So that must I, be an old man thing. Oh man. Like, I I could literally sit in one spot for probably like twelve hours and never move. <laughs> if that was the, if that was the what I needed to sure. do, <laughs> yeah, it's coming for you. Uh, now we're in the alley with all four of them. We hear, yep, yep. And then as Bill's trying to say, yep, Hank interrupts, and uh, because he's so antsy, like he's been alone all day, so he's just looking for people to talk to. He says, so what did you guys do? Any shaves today, Bill, or just haircuts? Bill starts to answer. He goes, oh, well, how's that new belt working out for you, Boomhauer? He starts to answer. He goes, Dale, you kill any bugs? <laughs> Dale finally is like, no, I did not. Uh, I did not. <laughs> he just didn't let him answer. Uh, and uh, Bill pipes up and goes, yeah, I did. It fell in a big jar of blue stuff where I keep my combs. Dale says, was it a small like an ant or crafty like a fly? You know, I'm not sure. Dale says, fly. Uh, so um, Dale says, I'd come by tomorrow to pick it up, but my plate's full. Situation with a termite, possibly more than one. This is an opportunity for Hank. Hank says, termites? Well, maybe you could use an extra set of hands. You know, Wingo! But you got to chip in for gas and poison. <laughs> gas and poison uh and the funny thing is is that hank would like he would oh sure. he's such an honorable man he'll give you a 20 for gas and another 20 for pitch in for the poison it makes me wonder though i mean what's dale doing if hank doesn't come along does he just not use poison or is I he guess, just, well, maybe yeah. he just uses a big boot he wears like a boot that's like bigger than what he usually wears one of those big bunny toe things. to his ankle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sure uh now we're at the tented house i'm assuming this is the next day uh this tented house i if anybody's ever watched breaking bad i, I can never think of a tented or never see a tented house and not think of uh that part of breaking bad where they tent the house and they make the meth inside spoiler alert i'm so sorry uh they're at the tented house and uh what i mean by that is it's being uh fumigated so the whole house is covered in a striped tent you know this because you can't let any of the bug stuff out no, uh, you can't. And so um, uh, Dale, in, in full bug killer mode, he says, here's beauty of tent and ground zero is officially hot for a week. It takes two days to spray. The rest of the time, it's your own private playhouse. Uh, he goes, go on, take a spin on the bidet. Or did you think it was a water fountain? I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at some point, Dale drank out of the, uh, out of the bidet. Out of the uh, bidet, yeah, where people <laughs> wash their assholes. That's great. Dale starts looking through the, uh, medi the medicine cabinet. I mean, he does not care about invading somebody's privacy whatsoever. I mean, he just, he just goes for it. Uh, yeah. Hank says, uh, I'm going home, Dale. I shouldn't even let myself sit on a stranger's toilet lid. <laughs> Dale says, man, this guy's got bad eyesight. He's over there trying on the guy's freaking contacts. Which, you know, trying on somebody's glasses, I can see, but contacts, my God, that is gross. That's how you get infections in oh, your eye. Oh, pink eye, please. Uh, all right, so Hank, uh, he's, he's finally getting to do something. He's going to pick up Bobby from school, and they're driving home. He goes, so tell me about your day. How was uh, math? Bobby says, we were doing conversions on the overhead projector, and Miss Hosner erased her mistakes with spit. Like, that's the big <laughs> point of Bobby's day. Uh, right. Hank says, oh. Huh. Well, uh, what'd you do before math? And Bobby says, that's my new favorite class shop. Uh, and of course this Hank's antennas just goes straight up, right? He says shop, Bobby, from now on, when I ask you how your day was, I mean, how was shop? <laughs> Bobby says, Oh, it's great. Our, reg <laughs> our regular teacher eloped with the lunch lady. So until the two of them get back from Branson, principal Moss is having us use shop as a study hall. We don't have to make anything. 
Hank is <laughs> Hank is mortified. He's like, what? Hold on, son. And he pulls over to the side of the road and turns the car around. He goes, tell me again slowly what happened to shop. Next thing we see, we're at the Hill House. Uh, Peggy is going through papers again, and uh, she just sighing. And Luann says to her, you look so tired, Aunt Peggy. It's not a pretty look. Well, that's an insult. Uh, Peggy says, well, there's no rest for a substitute teacher, Luann, except for the 10 minutes every hour and 45 minutes for lunch. Well, shit, that's a lot of breaks. Uh, that's a lot of breaks. <laughs> Luann says, oh, I'm a pre-education major. Maybe I could be a substitute teacher. Peggy thinks that's the funniest thing. Uh, uh, she just starts laughing. She goes, oh, oh, oh Luann, honey, I was not laughing at you. I was laughing at the idea. Same damn thing, shitty Peggy. It's the <laughs> that's same the damn thing. Because <laughs> that's all it is at that point is an idea. So that's she's, right. Yeah, it's so Peggy. that's another Peggy moment. For that you. is that is that shitty Peggy moment. Uh, now we're at Tom Landry Middle School, and we see that there are uh, letters missing. The T and the R have fallen off. So uh, okay. we get we get the pronunciation of this from Bobby here in just a second. Um, and so we're in Principal Moss's office, and Principal Moss is saying, I, I'm sorry, Hank, school board will not authorize the funding for a substitute shop teacher. Heck, we can't even afford to fix a dent in the gym floor where the coach had his little fit. His little fit? What, <laughs> what does that mean, where the coach had a little fit? Uh, Hank says, you know, I remember a fella in my eighth grade shop class, pretty handy with a coping saw, nice guy. His name was Carl Moss. Uh, whatever happened to him? And of course that is principal Moss. He goes, got married, had kids, responsibilities, things change. Hank, Hank says, well, one thing hadn't changed. Kids need shop. Well, who's going to teach them? Says principal Moss. He says, only man handier with a coping saw than Carl Moss. Carl Moss says, Jack Shermer. <laughs> Hank says, what? Jack was all flash. I coped circles around him. Me, I'll teach shop. I'll do it for free. He says, okay, Hank, but with your wife already a substitute teacher here, just keep the bitterness and the he said, she said out of my school. Hank says, we have a very good marriage. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the whole exchange right there between him and Carl Moss is hilarious to me because it's it's funny to think that like men in their 50s are sitting there talking about who was better in shop class. Oh, absolutely. When they were in junior high school. Well, it's a, I don't know. I just think I've, I've heard these conversations before with people who are in trades and stuff like that. Oh, They're sure. like, oh, man, I worked with them. That one guy, man, he could roof at like a song bitch. And they're like, oh, he can do a whole roof in a day by himself. You know, that kind of stuff. And it just reminds me of that. It's just so funny. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we've, Texas thing, yeah. we've talked about this before, though, too. It's it's these guys that peaked, you know, and, and they're they're past their peak point. And all they can talk about is the stuff <laughs> that happened in the past. Where know? they peaked at, yeah. Uh, Principal Moss says, then I don't want to catch you two making out in the teacher's lounge. Hank says, oh, you won't. Uh, now, uh, that is the first commercial break here on uh, Bois, and it's also the first commercial break in this episode, and so we're going to take one, and we will be right back. Right back. Let me tell you, Rusty, uh, eating healthy used to be a struggle for me, but that was before I discovered the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. The Blendjet 2. Now when fast food temptation strikes, I just blend up a delicious and nutritious protein shaker smoothie. You know, they gave us a whole bunch of those uh, little packages that came with the blender. Yeah. And there's some really good flavors in there. I mean, there's some like that mock matcha thing. The green matcha? Yeah. 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 Those are pretty damn good. 
Um, blend Jet 2 is portable, so you can blend up smoothies at work, uh, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. Mm. It's small enough to fit uh, in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Maybe a human thumb. Don't. It doesn't. Don't put your thumb in it. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15-plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C, which has saved us all. There's nothing worse than turning that USB thing over and over and over and over and then finally finding how it plugs in, you know? Oh, yeah, I don't USB-C like that either. Yes, saved USB-C us saved us all. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. <laughs> Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. Uh, there's 30 plus colors and patterns to choose from. There's a Blendjet 2 to complement just about any style. I have, um, we have a pink one? Lavender. Oh, pink one. I think ours is lavender. Uh, yeah. mine is the Toy Story Aliens. Oh, yeah. It's like the Pizza Planet one. Ooh, yeah. that Ooh. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've got some really cool, uh, um, colors and yeah. but I really like the patterns. I know one of the people here got one that looks like Woody the Sheriff. Is there a code him. with them? There is a code. What are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and glab, gra- <laughs> grab yours glibity, today. Glibity glab glob. it today. Glibity, glibity, uh, glob. And when you do glab it, uh, make sure you use the promo code. BWAAA12. That's to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. Go to Blendjet.com and use the code BWAAA12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Blendjet 2, formerly known as Blendjet. (laughs) Hey, everyone. It's me, your puzzle-loving pal. Did you know I was a puzzle-loving pal? I didn't know you were a (laughs) puzzle-loving pal. I got to tell you about my latest obsession. It's Wongo Puzzles. Uh, these things are the real deal. They are high-quality, handcrafted, and perfect for anyone who loves a good challenge but doesn't want to dedicate their entire kitchen table to puzzles for a week. Trust me, I have been there. I will tell you this. Uh, my parents, you know, they're very old and decrepit, and uh, they make uh, they, they do puzzles all the damn time. Yeah. Like, there's always a table that what has, like, an unfinished do, right? puzzle. Yeah, it's either that or, I don't know. Die. <laughs> feel, feel your bones. Uh, so they these puzzles, these Wongo puzzles, they are 100% wooden. Uh, they'll last forever. Uh, each piece is hand-drawn. Just think about that for a second. Each piece is hand-drawn, so no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun, whimsy pieces as you work through it. Whimsy. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. You know, before we started doing this, I didn't realize how many people I know already have these Wongo puzzles. I mean, they're they're apparently pretty... pretty You can't go wherever Juan go. With uh, stunning designs and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. I loved doing the snow globe puzzle myself. It was great to pull out a puzzle and be done in a night and not have it on the table for a week. Uh, So what are you waiting for? Let's go to Wongo Puzzles, W-O-N-G-O Puzzles.com and pick a puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code B-W-A-A-A for 10% off your order. It's the most fun you'll have with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to W-O-N-G-O puzzles.com and use your code B-W-A-A-A to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. (laughs) 
And we're back. Uh, we are now uh, with Hank and Peggy uh, at the sink in the Hill House. Uh, they're doing some dishes. And Hank says, so uh, should I have the students call me Mr. Hill or Hank? Peggy's like, oh, good Lord. And I thought I dodged a bullet when Lou Ann wanted to teach. Hank says, are you comparing me to Lou Ann? She says, Hank, sit down. She's going to explain being a teacher to him. Of course, she's just a substitute. She says, uh, I'm going to do for you what at the beginning of my career I did for me. That's not the way shit works, Peggy, but okay. That's not how it works. She goes, she goes, uh, I'm going to create a unified theory of education. Now, teaching can be divided into seven spectras the salutatory, the attendatory, the pedagogatory. Wait. Uh, let's see. How's it go? Uh, wait, sir. Arnold prefers dining. Di- oh, disciplinaria. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. I was a teacher for a while and I've never heard any of this. Uh, now, now I've heard of the area of education, sure. but I've never heard of the seven spectras. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure what she's talking about. It's the salutatory, the identity, the attendatory, <laughs> the pedagogy. I'm not, I mean, she, I, she's saying words that I imagine that if you sat Peggy Hill down and asked her what the hell they mean, oh, sure. she would have to pull out a dictionary or she would give you a definition, but it would be super fucked off and it sure, wouldn't be sure. anything to do with what she said. It'd be completely said. wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, you know, I, I mean, we did hear a lot about pedagogy and I, I get that, but I don't, I don't know what the hell salutatory and attendatory. <laughs> I mean, attendance and salutation. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so we're now in Hank's class. Um, he's written Mr. Hill on the board. Uh, the Mr. Shipley uh, name plaque is still on the desk because, again, Hill is, uh, uh, Hank is just a, uh, is a substitute. And by the way, I, I'm going to say something here. I was, I was a full-time substitute for about a year and a half before I started teaching. And there oh. is I, – I can't think of a job I hated worse. Um, and, and I can imagine, I can only imagine. Well, the reason I say that is because you have zero power. Um, as a teacher, you don't have a ton, but as a substitute, my God, it's just babysitting for the most part. There's it, mo- it, yeah. most teachers don't leave a lesson plan, which they're supposed to be required to do. Um, I can remember, uh, subbing in a, um, a theater class, I have never taken theater in my life. I don't know what you're supposed to do in theater. We just sat in that big black box and stared at each other for a while. And so, uh, yeah, being a, being a sub. You could an improv show. You could yeah. do a whole improv show. Well, now I think I would have them do a show. But uh, back then, oof, boy, I was in over my head. Uh, yeah, so, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> Hank's sitting at that desk with the Mr. Shipley name plaque in front of him. And he says, uh, which brings us to Sanitaria. He kind of looks around. Uh, he goes, uh, everybody looks pretty clean. Guess we could empty the trash. So I guess she's talking about sanitation. Sanitaria is sanitation. Uh, he looks, he looks over at Bobby. Bobby gives him that wrap it up signal. Uh, and he said, Hmm, he looks over and gets one of the kids to stand up. Uh, Clark gets Clark to stand up and, and gets his, gets his stool that he's been sitting on and puts it up on the workbench and starts taking a look at it. Cause he's going to fix it. Because the chair keeps or the stool keeps creaking and it's it's I guess it's unlevel. He goes, uh, son, could you stand up a minute? And he he, he stands up. He goes, and then he pulls out his uh, his multi tool. Yeah, his Leatherman, his multi tool, whatever. And he and he flicks it right, and the thing goes boop, 
and all the kids are like, oh, cool, you know. Uh, and yeah. Clark, of course, a lot of switchblade. He goes, uh, no, it's a multi-tool, but it does have a saw. Uh, Susie, who I thought was um, Khan's daughter, uh, but it's it's a girl that looks like her uh, named Susie, and we find that out later. She goes, what else does it have? He says, well, it has a file and a serrated sheep's foot blade, a lanyard ring, you know, the usual. So a serrated sheep's foot blade is the usual now, I guess. Uh, I guess. That. I don't know what that even means. He says, and for our purposes now, a Phillips head, which, I mean, that's handy. Clark says, hey, do that thing again. And he flicks it up like a switchblade again. He says, what, this? He says, uh, hey, uh, what were you kids working on before they made this a study hall? Joseph, uh, of course, being in the class, says uh, birdhouses. Uh, all the kids get out their very, very bad birdhouses, and they put them up on the, on the table. Bad. Yeah, yeah. he says, okay, he gets down to Joseph's birdhouse, and he goes, Joseph, um, I don't see any reason your father needs to find out about this. Like it's just <laughs> like he caught him smoking cigarettes or something like that, right? Yeah, this next joke is like the best. I think this is the best joke, I think, maybe of the whole episode for me. This is my number one joke in the show, this next one for sure. He, he looks at all the birdhouses, and he's standing at the end of the table, and he goes, you know, <laughs> birds can build their own houses. They're called nests, but I've never seen a bird build a boomerang or a dartboard. <laughs> so all the kids are wowed by this like they they you know he's he's got project for them it sounds cool um all the kids are talking very excitedly he goes okay everyone put on your goggles so they all start putting on their goggles he says now remember everybody goggles may make you look cool they do not uh but they're also part of safety attire and bobby is just over there on his goggles just poking himself in the eyeballs uh just proving to himself that goggles work i guess uh, now we're at the Hill House uh, at the dinner table, and Hank says, I have this one student, kind of a troublemaker. He likes to leave his rabbit plane lying blade down, but a project like this mini foosball set might just turn him around. Wow. Uh, it, Peggy says, so can I assume that my lesson plan got an A, or is your highest grade an A+. plus?" He goes, well, actually, I was having a little trouble with the file cards, so, well, I kind of winged it. Peggy is taken back. She's like, uh, winged it? He says, well, you professional teachers probably have a special term for it, but I just fell back on natural instinct. It might not have been a pretty win, but I'll take it. She goes, hmm. And again, I, I wrote on here, as far as my note, I said, shitty Peggy knows it all. So, yeah, she, she always knows better than everybody else. Always, oh, yeah. Always. So we're back in shop class. Uh, Hank is looking at the lack of tools in the cabinet, uh, and he goes, huh, well, that's strange. We don't seem to have a bevel gauge. Again, I don't. Um, and Bobby says, I'll bet you got more tools than the school does. Hank says, uh, and I'll bet the cost benefit Yahoo who decided this shop could do without a bevel gauge has never even tried to test a bevel, much less a chamfer. Bobby says, yeah, that big Yahoo. <laughs> he's just, he's just going along with him. Hank he's says, with him. Hank says, that's looking good, Bobby. Just remember to clamp your butt joint. Uh, Bobby, of course, thinks this is the funniest thing he's ever heard when he hears, hears the phrase butt joint. Uh, Hank says, oh, I get it. He goes, oh, I'm sorry, Dad. Uh, because Bobby thinks that that Hank gets the fact that he just said butt joint. Uh, yeah. Hank, Hank instead says, oh, I just, no, no, it's okay. You're right. Uh, joke's on me. Uh, you should use a minor joint here. That'll look better. And Bobby says, then a – and he goes – butt joint and that just cracks bobby up again he goes right he says okay son now you're just rubbing it in 
I don't understand how Hank doesn't know that the word butt is funny to a child. I mean, that's right over his head, right over his head. Of course, I guess here in a second, uh, he does find a bad word in the bathroom and he's just all taken back by it. So I guess that fits. Uh, now we're in chemistry class. I love this. This is this is my favorite sight gag of the whole thing. Uh, Peggy says, when we take the rose out of the liquid nitrogen, it becomes as brittle and uh, the most delicate crystal wine goblet. And then she like she pulls the rose out of the out of the stuff out of the liquid nitrogen. And we we've all seen this before, where you freeze something and then it just shatters or whatever. So she assumes that the rose yeah. is going to shatter. Uh, she bangs it up against. <laughs> She bangs it up against the uh, the table there, and it just goes thunk. Nothing happens to it. Yeah, nothing happened. It was just frozen. Yeah. And so the whole time she says this next sentence, she's still trying to break the damn flower. She goes, the exciting thing about the laws of nature is that, well, you, you never know what to expect. And she just chunks the rose, and you hear it go through a freaking window. It's it's it, it Just dip it again, Peggy. Dip it again in the liquid nitrogen. It'll 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 do it at some point. Uh, but anyway, she throws it through a window. Not sure who's paying for that window. Now we're back in shop class, and uh, Hank is kind of uh, he's he's monitoring the kids as they're all working. And what's amazing to me is that he does have them all working. There's no kids that are like, eh, this sucks. Uh, he's just going around the room. Nice sanding, Joseph. Boy, this napkin holder is smooth enough to hold even the finest napkins. Your mom's going to love it. You see, this is why we do shop. And he's talking to everybody now. Not to be more popular or to get into college, but to sand and drill and chisel things for our moms. You see Peggy come in. She's in her her uh, chemistry class lab coat. And he says, oh, well, hey there, Peggy. Welcome to my classroom. She says, uh, Hank, it's Mrs. Peggy Hill in front of the voters or two-time substitute of the year, Mrs. Hill. Yes, that sounds more natural. Uh, didn't you hear the bell ring? In two minutes, these students will be tardy somewhere. She's just reading this riot act to Hank. She goes, uh, didn't anyone show you how to fill out a hall pass? He goes, no, but I made my own rubber hall pass stamp. And he, he picks that thing up and stamps a hall pass. Uh, she goes, Hank, what is going to happen when that falls into the wrong hands? Well, I guess you don't have a stamp uh, for that answer, do you? So, uh, again, shitty Peggy, Hank has done his best. He's got his class under control. He's got the kids actually giving a crap about what they're doing. Uh, he's made a rubber stamp so that he doesn't have to write it up each time. I mean, the dude's, dude's nothing if he's not efficient. You know, I mean, he's, he's built this efficiency into his class, and she's just shitting all over it. Uh, okay. He's better, he's better than her at it. He is, but I think, I think you could put a poodle in there, and it'd be better than she is at it. Uh, we're now, (laughs) we're now in principal Moss's office and, uh, Hank is saying, say, Carl, I hope you don't mind. I jotted down some basic supplies we need in shop. And he hands him like a supply list. Principal Moss says, we don't have the money for all these fancy teaching aids like wood. (laughs) (laughs) That's such an admin thing though. It's just a great joke for like teaching administration. He he literally just throws the thing in the trash as soon as he says (laughs) teaching aids like wood. Uh, Hank says, you know, the Carl Moss I knew wouldn't, and he goes, give it a rest, Hank. All parents care about these days is zero tolerance, drug policies, and literacy. Why can't Johnny Reed? Why can't Johnny Reed? God, that gets old. <laughs> this is the, he's the worst principal that's ever existed. Yeah, uh, he's pretty bad right now. <laughs> Hank says, but Carl, shop is the foundation of all learning. Uh, and I'll tell you what, a youngster with a tool in both hands has no hands left to do drugs. The principal has a point here, and he goes, uh, they'll just put the tools down if they want to do the drugs bad enough, which I mean, that was always my problem with, like, D.A.R.E. and all that other kind of stuff. 
Uh, you're teaching, you're teaching them, oh, you're teaching them how to do drugs is basically all you're doing. Yeah. You're teaching us what they look like. Like I didn't know what any of those drugs looked like until I was in a dare program. Exactly. I had no clue what anything looked like. And then they showed it all to me and I was, you know, I was like, Oh, that looks a little interesting. You know, when I was teaching, um, uh, the high school, uh, we went to a new school. I did three years in the old one, one year in the new one. And, uh, when we went into the new school, they canceled shop class. Um, they took it away. And, and to be honest with you, South side of our town, uh, a lot of blue collar workers, a lot of families, big families, uh, folks that, that have started like lawn care businesses and, uh, small food trucks and all kinds of stuff. Right. And these kids loved shop. I mean, they just loved it because they got to work with tools. They it very much reminded me of these kids. You know, they would. Yeah, that kind of kind of reminds me of my shop class when we were kids. Because I was in a weird thing, kind of like Bobby here in high school, where they couldn't keep a shop teacher. Yeah. The first shop teacher that we had was actually also a uh, worship leader at a church. He was an older man. He was sure. a musician, piano player, and stuff like that. Sure. And the kids just got to where they were too rowdy for him to deal with, so he quit. Well, we got a younger guy in, and he whatever he had, it was what he whatever it was. That's what you needed to to like to be a good shop teacher and to be able to wrangle all the kids up because it was real weird. We had like. Yeah athletes in the class we had like some musicians in the class like it was just like sure. a smorgasbord of people that didn't want to go do you know home ec or whatever well the problem is with classes like shop home ec um i taught rockets and i taught robots and and you know computer programming and stuff like that and those kind of classes unfortunately just end up being dumping grounds for all the kids so if you don't have something that period mm-hmm. eh, throw them in shop you know that kind of thing and so i to me, that was the demise of the entire program. You know, the fact that you didn't put kids in it that were actually interested in it. You also threw yeah. in, well, let's get all these kids that are interested in it and let's throw in 10 athletes who don't give a crap. You know, that, <laughs> that should be fine. It's not. It's not. But because it's not state good. tested, because it's not state tested, they didn't care. Yeah. And that's the true mark of a good educator is uh, when they can go into situations like that and still make learning fun for everybody that doesn't want to be in there. Yeah. Cause that's how it ended up being in that shop class. By the end of the year, everybody was like, you walked in everybody was doing everything as they yeah. were supposed to. Everybody was engaged and interested. And I don't know, that's what I really liked about it. I had a, I had a, a good experience and a bad experience on the same, like two or three years sure. of shop by the mm-hmm. end of it all, my, like my senior year, that last shop class I took, it was like, it was really, really good. Well, I think I will- all kids like should have that, that available to them. I don't know how much access kids have to that now in public schools. Yeah. I know some do, some don't. We're in Texas, so it's heavy on ag and stuff like that. Yeah. So we have a lot more stuff like that available. But I hope nationwide they have more stuff like that available. They need to start having more vocational stuff in schools so kids have different choices because some kids aren't – they're not cerebral. They're not academic. Oh, absolutely. They yeah. are hands-on. So, well, yeah. and I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you – I'll tell you what the secret is to teaching a class. And it's it's any class you want to talk about, whether it's math, whether it's shop, whether it's art, whether it's rockets. Uh, if you don't have a relationship with those kids, they don't care. You know, oh, yeah, for sure. they, they get enough of that in their life where they don't have these regular relationships with, with adults. 
Uh, yeah. Adults are seen as the people who yell at them. Adults are seen as the people who leave. And so if you don't figure out what these kids are actually about, you, you've already lost the first day you walk in there. You know. Yeah, that could be just something as simple as asking these kids how their day is. Because oh, some absolutely. of these kids go weeks without anybody taking an interest in anything. It could be something like a pencil drawing on one of their papers yep. that they turn in. Yep. You're like, oh, I saw that drawing you did. Instead, because like I was a kid that used to draw all over my papers and teachers used to hand me my paperwork and they were like, I'm going to need you to redo this on a clean sheet. And I feel like there's that was an opportunity to connect with me was that, that, that you know, there's so many opportunities for teachers to connect with their students. And I yep. think they just throw them out the window a lot of a lot of the times, not all teachers, but no, uh, I, it's just it's just the state mandated test stuff. They got to get rid of that. And I think I, it'll all be fine. I absolutely agree with that. And I think there should be differences in each state. Like, you know, not all states are, are big ranch states. Not all yeah. states are big industrial states or whatever, right? That's and true. so the education should be tailored to fit the kids that are going to work in that region or that state or whatever, you know, or go on yeah, to do true. something else. But anyway, that's, that's, a, that's a soapbox we didn't need to get on. All right, so we are back in shop class, and uh, uh, Bobby says, Joseph must have used the last piece of maple for his napkin holder because they look in the big box where the wood's supposed to be, and there's only like three pieces in there, and they're all already sawed up, and they're all – in some sort of weird shape. Uh, Hank says, I wonder if it was like this teaching shop during World War II. And I love this from Bobby. He doesn't miss a beat. He goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't know. Hank says, you know what helped us win that war? People here at home made do with what they had. Like when Clark's chair was squeaking, we all pitched in and fixed it. And that's exactly what we're going to do now. This school is one big project waiting to be fixed. And this is this is a good approach by him. Uh, he goes, uh, It's an amazing approach. It I think is. that every school... This type of program right here should be implemented in every school. So I had a, a sorry to go off on another tangent, but um, no, you're good. When I was teaching robots, they also wanted me to take on kind of a computer class because I used to build computers and program them and all that stuff. And um, so I looked at it as a uh, like a geek squad class. So we would get together and we would talk about basic like computer principles and stuff like that. And then I had this program where they could learn how to hook things up and unhook them and, and build things. And then in the second half of the class, second half of the year, we would actually go around in the school and fix the printers and, um, you know, uh, set things up, uh, make network cables, all that kind of stuff. So that was kind of cool. Awesome. And I mean, the kids actually learned something. So if nothing else, yeah, they learned. Yeah, that's the thing with a lot of learning, too. Like, not to go back on another soapbox, but it's just like some kids learn better when they're doing what oh. they're learning instead of just reading about it. 100%. Some kids can yeah. read and then go then go put it to practice easy, but some kids can't. They can't read it and then go do it. They just got to do it, and they got to learn through trial and error. And I think these types of programs inside of schools where the kids are fixing the school or the kids are fixing yeah. the yeah. Uh, network or whatever it is, whether yeah. it be like, you know, shop type stuff, like fixing doors and stuff. Cause there's so much stuff in a day that they could do. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, uh, instead of throwing away stuff, cause I see schools throw stuff away all the time, oh you know, gosh, they'll get yeah. funding for the new That's year and they're like, well, let's just throw it in the trash instead of recycling it or upcycling it or repairing it and reusing it kind of thing. And, uh, it would be, I think that'd be a good thing for kids. Yeah. We had, we had closets just full of technology that wasn't being used, you know, just, Oh, it happens. Oh my gosh. I, I actually, uh, uh, since my wife's a teacher or whatever, I try to get as much old technology as I can. You know how many reading rainbow VHS? Oh, I, I bet. Yeah. I have like the whole reading rainbow on VHS. I would imagine. Awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's great. Uh, so he says again, he goes, uh, this school is one big project waiting to be fixed. Anyone notice that broken window in the chemistry class? We could all bring some tools from home, fix that window. Or we could rehang the letters that blew off the school last winter. And again, here, here it is. Here's the reference to the letters being off. And Bobby goes, and no one's going to make fun for uh, uh, make fun of us for going to Om Landy Middle School no more. So <laughs> the T and the R fell off. Uh they're now uh, in the uh, in the bathroom. They're fixing everything that's going on in there, uh, and kids are working like crazy. Uh, Hank goes into one of the stalls and he goes, "Oh, here I sit, broken hearted. I came to oh." He goes, "Who who brought a cordless sander?" And Bobby comes in. I'm on it. And so he's he's sanding off the here I sit, broken hearted. Uh, came to shit, but only farted. Uh, <laughs> so that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Now Hank and Peggy are leaving school. They're both in the car. What What was odd to me is that Peggy's driving. Uh, I would have thought Hank would be one of those guys that always gets in the driver's seat. You know, whether it's his car, his wife's car, or whatever. But yeah. I guess I guess honestly, I do the same thing though. Like if if we're going in my wife's car, she's driving. You know, I I, I don't. I don't really scoot over anything, but I, I normally well, I drive, drive most like of the 5, time. Five thousand five hundred yeah. miles yeah. a month. So any chance I get to not drive, yep. I will take it. I don't care who I'm riding with. I don't care if it's like on a pedal bike and they're pumping me <laughs> on pegs. I will literally do anything other than drive if I don't have to. Pumping you on pegs. I don't like that phrasing. Uh yeah, I don't really like that. Right, so they're both leaving in the car. And uh, they stop at the gate before they leave, and there's some kids over there kind of gathered around. And the girl says, see you tomorrow. And she's waving, and Peggy, of course, thinks she's waving at her. Again, I've written shitty Peggy next to this. And she goes, see you tomorrow, Mr. Hill. Remember, I called the drill press. And Hank's like, oh, okay, great. Uh, he goes, okay, then, Susie, you know, I, I, I think they might like me, he says to Peggy. More important, though, I think they might like shop. And uh, Peggy says, well, that's just wonderful, Hank. But remember, just because they're liking it does not mean they're learning it. Uh, that's not true. It's Come so on, Peggy. shitty. That's, a, that's the so number one shitty. thing about teaching kids is making it likable. Yeah. If they don't like it, they're not going to want to learn it. Yeah. Another kid comes up to the car, and he's like, hey, Mr. Hill. And uh, uh, the final nail for Peggy here, she goes, oh, and P.S., watch out for the brown nosers. Peggy, you've not had a brown noser ever uh, because nobody likes you. Uh, I think she wins her, I think she wins her trophies by default. You know, I think that all the other substitutes are probably so bad that Peggy kind of rises to the top on it. You know, that's, that's from, oh, from watching her. this. Oh. Killed her, yeah. All right. So now we're in history class. Um, and Peggy says, if history teaches us anything that an informal pre-election vote or straw poll favors the proven winner or the incumbent for our substitute teacher of the year straw poll, the incumbent would be me, Mrs. Peggy with a Y Hill. Why should a straw poll favor the incumbent? Good question. Nobody asked Peggy. Uh, my theory is voting for a winner is a way to make you feel more popular too. And then uh, she says, uh, okay, now pass your ballots forward so Sean can count them. So she's literally having kids vote for her during class, which is insane. Um, yeah, really insane. The kids are looking out the window, and they see Hank and his class. They're welding those letters back on. 
I mean, he's he's gotten to the point where he's taught them how to freaking weld things to. <laughs> yeah, they're welds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she comes over and she closes the curtain. She goes, well, if possibly burning our retinas is cool, then yes, cool. Okay, thank you, Sean. Now I will announce the results. And she's counting all the all the votes. She goes, three votes for Laura Croft, whoever the heck that is. And that's uh, 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 Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah, Laura Croft is from Tomb Raider. For those of you who don't know, Tomb Raider <laughs> is a PlayStation 1 game that came out in the early 90s. And uh, it was pretty revolutionary at the time because it, it was like a 3D world that you could actually move around in. And it was the beginning of 3D worlds. And it was just, I don't know, really immersive. But I think the number one thing that everybody as uh, young boys <laughs> were really interested in was her breasts. Her pointy, that was, that pointy was breasts. Their big yes. selling point in yes. that video game was she was a scantily clad female who was a Tomb Raider, uh-huh. kind of like Indiana Jones yep. type Jumping character. from rock to rock and all that kind of stuff. Yep. With guns. With guns, guns and big breasts. Yeah, no whip, yes. no fedora, just guns, a ponytail, and then they picked the hottest human being to play her at that time for young boys, Angelina yeah. Jolie. Yeah. They picked her so to play she, the character in the movie. So. She made two of those, right? And then they rebooted it with another girl later. They made three, I believe, with Angelina Jolie, wow. I think. No, they might have been just two. I think it's two, but yeah, and then made, there's the they reboot. They made a couple of yeah. them, and then they had the reboot. Yeah. Either way, I, I re- great. Like critically acclaimed video game series. I remember way. when the reboot came out, uh, people were like, "Oh, well, I hope she doesn't have giant boobs or whatever." You know, like it had gotten to the point where they were like, "That can't be the feature," you know, in this thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember that was one of the selling points of the game oh, yeah. when the graphics had gotten better for the PlayStation Two version. Is that she now has boobs that jiggle? <laughs> you know what when I mean? When it first came out, man, everything was pointed. You know, it was, yeah, there were yeah, a lot yeah. of, the PS1, a lot the of PS1 right version, angles. She was pointed. Yeah. But whenever they came out with the PS2 version, they rounded her off. Oh, sure. And then she, <laughs> and then they gave her the real physics too. <laughs> so it just, it got silly. Yeah. It got real silly. <laughs> All right. She says, uh, three votes for Laura Croft, whoever the heck that is. Four votes undecided. Okay. Four votes for Mrs. Peggy Hill. I thank you. And then she goes, and seven votes for Mr. Hank Hill. She is, she's floored by this she she doesn't one she doesn't want to be beat and two to get beat by her own husband that's a whole different thing here she doesn't want anybody having the limelight but her right that's it well yeah not only anybody having the limelight than her but i think it's more of a like a it's like a a family battle thing here is that this is the thing that peggy is good at you know it's it's her domain yeah and Hank is good at anything that he does. So for him to come into her world and be better at her than her at her game, yeah, it's oh man, I'm 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 surprised that the house doesn't burn down in flames when they go home. You know what I mean? Like a lot of heat and contention on that point. Well, the funny thing is the next thing that happens is she tries to get Bobby on her side. She uh we're we're back yeah. at we're back at the Hill House and uh we see Bobby in his room reading teen people. Uh, and she, she bursts into his room and he goes, I don't have any math work, homework. I'm, I'm honest. Uh, he puts the magazine down. She goes, walk with me, Bobby. And they, she, she shakes a fruit pie at him to get him to go with her. Uh, now they're on a walk around the block, which is something we never see any of these characters do. Uh, they don't well, go on a lot of that, walks. This is the, this is showing the depths of Peggy's shittiness. Oh, absolutely. This particular scene right here is showing the depths <laughs> that she will go. She will go. If you think that Peggy has gone low, Peggy will go even oh, lower. Peggy will hitting, go all the way under the floor. Hitting your children 
Yeah, parents pitting their children against one another is like that's like dirt floor, like underneath. That's like six feet from the edge, kind of thing. Like I, she's down there. I love the way Bobby talks to her here, though. Too, uh, she goes as they're going on this this weird walk around the block. She goes, "Oh, I don't understand. I mean, most of the students who want to vote for him didn't even take shop." And Bobby says, "Well, Dad has a very good buzz." Uh, she says, "And what's the word on me?" He goes, "I think you're seen as more of an insider. One of them, a suit." Uh, you know, they play, you dance. Uh, she goes, got it, gives him the pie, and then she just walks away, just leaves him wherever the hell they were walking. She just leaves him, gives him a fruit pie, and takes off. Uh, we're back at shop class. Hank says, uh, okay. Uh, he's sitting at his desk, and kids are coming up to him. He goes, okay, if the locker room's all regrouted, why don't you go to the cafeteria and work on those dimmer switches? Uh, and uh, then Clark comes in, and he's like, Mr. Hill, come quick. Something's happened to Bobby. Uh, they go running down the hall. They see Principal Moss and Bobby standing in the hall. He goes, Hank, I caught your boy carrying these uh, chisels and screwdrivers and this toothy, pointy thing. Hank says, uh, keyhole saw. They're tools, Carl. You used to know that. He goes, well, maybe, but according to the school board's zero tolerance policy, anything that can be used as a weapon is a weapon. Hank says, well, that's just asinine. He says, my hands are tied. If I showed even a little bit of tolerance, we couldn't call it zero tolerance. I love that. That is, I love that, that too. I also <laughs> love Hank's use of the word asinine. I wonder, uh, this is for you, Artie. I want you to go through 13 seasons of King of the Hill, <laughs> and I want you to tell me how many times Hank says the word yeah. asinine. It has to be I bet over 10. It, you think so? It has to be over 10. He does yeah, say it's just one of those. Yeah. It's one of those words that when I hear Hank say it, I'm like, oh, I've heard you say this. Like, It's just a word he, he seems to use a lot. Hank has to get to a point where he's like, well, this is just the most ridiculous thing in the world. And that's when he says asinine, usually. This is just asinine. When it, once it's got to the point where it can't go any further, it becomes asinine. Sure, for sure. Hank. Yeah. yeah. He said, uh, even if I showed a little bit of tolerance, I couldn't call it zero tolerance. I'm sorry, Hank. I'm going to have to suspend your boy. Hank says, well, he didn't do anything wrong. I told all of my students to bring tools in he goes oh well that cuts down on the paperwork i'm gonna have to suspend you emily and i love emily i wish we would see emily more he says emily escort. her own show oh my we god need a show with emily just and emily i don't even need emily talking or anything i just need emily escorting, escorting. people to and fro kicking people out of the building yeah. wearing her her hall monitor sash <laughs> the whole thing he goes emily escort mr hill off school grounds emily you know, comes that's something that should be merchandise for the show. We oh, should yeah. have hall monitor sashes to sell. <laughs> and then a little, little name tag says Emily right there. Yeah. A little name tag, yeah. Uh, he says, uh, uh, escort Mr. Hill off school grounds. Emily comes in and he goes, don't you touch me, says Hank. And he just throws his apron down. And that is the second commercial break in this episode. And we will take our second one here and we'll be right back. Hey, Rusty, did you know that you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? No, I, mean, I didn't know that. I mean, I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned a bottle around to actually see what's inside. You know, recently I did, and I found out many of my favorite creamers, like especially the one my wife used to use, uh, they contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, Ooh. dye 
potassium phosphate, whatever that is. Terrible. Artificial flavors. I don't. I can't take artificial flavors a lot of the time. You know, I'm good on any flavoring. They taste. I like. I don't like flavors in my coffee. I like. I like the earthen flavor of. I mean, I love coffee. Don't get me wrong. I I do love it. I just um, I don't like all that crap in my coffee. Right. Yeah. No. Who does that? So let me tell you about Laird Superfoods then. Uh, they have better ingredients, amazing taste, and functional benefits. Uh, Laird Superfood creamers are crafted from the highest quality all-natural real food ingredients. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel into your routine. Now, they're all-natural. They've got whole food ingredients. Uh, they contain naturally occurring MCTs from coconut oil. and Everybody tells you coconut oil is good for you. Mm-hmm. There's no artificial flavors, no colors, no additives, uh, no sugar from highly refined corn syrup. So that's a big deal right there. Um, if you take one thing you do every day and make it better, Laird developed his creamer himself to stay powered for a day on the waves. He was a big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton was, and he needed a morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. So he made this creamer, and it is, uh, it's is—it's—it's crazy, crazy good. Uh, Laird sources high-quality plant-based ingredients globally and puts an emphasis on U.S. sources whenever possible. They aim to source responsibly and sustainably and believe that the food you consume should be as good for the earth as they are for you. They have honest and transparent products and labels. Uh, If you try it, you won't go back. Um, They have functional superfood creamers, instant lattes, and prebiotic greens. They have a variety of snacks and supplements full of wholesome plant-based ingredients to keep you charged for wherever life takes you. So to get... A deal on Laird Superfoods. I need you to go to zen.aibwaaa king of the hill. So that's zen.ai slash bwaaa king of the hill. And your offer code there is bwaaa. So Laird Superfoods makes a better creamer that keeps you powered all day, and it's better for you, the earth, and your coffee. What do you say, Rusty? You want to go get some coffee? Mmm. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rusty. Yeah. Did you know that dehydration is the leading cause of daytime fatigue? Oh, no. I don't know about you, but like 2, 33 o'clock, I just hit a wall almost every day. I was shocked to learn that even mild dehydration can cause headaches, muscle weakness, brain fog. But luckily, there's a cure. Oh, there is? Uh, actually, I should have said there's a solution. It's called cure. Cure hydration. Uh, the Cure Hydration is an oral rehydration solution, or ORS, uh, that contains the perfect balance of electrolytes. We know how important that is because plants crave it. Super important. And glucose to help your body absorb water and rehydrate quickly. The formula is made with all natural ingredients like coconut water powder and pink Himalayan salt. And it is free from artificial flavors, sweeteners, and preservatives. Cure Hydration is vegan gluten-free, and non-GMO. That makes it a great option for anyone with dietary restrictions and preferences. Uh, The packets that they give you, they're convenient. They're easy to use. You just mix them with water and drink. They're perfect for on-the-go, travel, or anytime you need quick hydration. Uh, Hydration is more than just drinking water, Rusty. It is, uh, that's what Lauren Picasso, a lifelong endurance athlete, discovered as she struggled to stay hydrated no matter how much water she drank. I've known people like that. My wife wife drinks so much water, it's crazy. Lauren found Cure, a science-backed electrolyte drink mix, to make hydration easy for everyone. 
Uh, Cure believes that hydration should be simple and effective, but also clean and natural. That's why they only use the highest ingredients and quality plant-based stuff to avoid any artificial or harmful additives. They're committed to transparency and honesty. All of their ingredients are clearly listed on their website and packaging, and they're always happy to answer any questions or concerns. So are you ready to combat dehydration? Absolutely. You you can try Cure today and feel feel the difference for yourself. Use your code... B W A A A. Sorry, I blanked. You're good for twenty percent off your order. Try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use our special code B W A A A for twenty percent off your order. Uh, your coupon will be activated at checkout. Try Cure Hydration. Stop drying out. All right, and we are back. Uh, we are back in the tented house uh, with Dale and Hank, and they're both sitting in a giant tub uh, in this house because uh, the the entire house is just a playground for Dale at this point. He just gets to do whatever the hell he wants. He goes, uh, kicked out of work, kicked out of school. This is the worst vacation ever. And he looks at Dale and goes, bubbles. And Dale says, gotcha. And he turns on the damn bubbles in the, in the tub. And so now they're both sitting in basically a jacuzzi. Uh, he goes, damn zero tolerance. Using a saw for a weapon makes about as much sense as using a gun to cut a two by four. That's how my dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's a funny line, but the next two lines are better. He goes, that's how my dad built my treehouse. That's how he cleaned it too. So <laughs> he cleaned his treehouse with a gun. Uh, <laughs> Dale Dale says bureaucrats like Moss don't respond to reason, Hank. Uh, he, he is, uh, he takes his turban off, you know, that he's taken a towel and wrapped it around his head. Uh, uh, mostly like you see a woman with long hair after she takes a shower or something and washes her hair. He's got this towel turban on. He takes the turban off and his hat's already on. So I don't, <laughs> I don't really understand yeah, don't yeah. what was going on there, but, uh, he says, uh, bureaucrats like Moss don't respond to reason. Hank, let's toilet paper his yard. Hank says, it's not just Moss. It's a whole dang school board. He goes, that's going to take a lot more TP. I think they keep it under the sink. Okay. Good, 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 good tip there, Dale. Uh, now we're back in the garage. We've got a, a sad Hank. He's really got nothing to do now. Uh, and he's just farting around and then, uh, he, he, he looks down and there's a can and I don't know if you have one of these. I know I, I have several of them. It's an old coffee can and it's full of screws, right? Yeah. You got one yeah, of those yeah. where you just got to collect all the screws and stuff. Cause I, I don't know that yeah. I've ever thrown a screw away. I don't think that my dad's ever thrown a coffee can away. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, always, it's always, this can hold something. Oh, I'm absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like how much more, how much more things do you need to hold things? That is, how many uh, more things do you need to put inside of things to hold things? <laughs> that is, that is, that is something I have a problem with. Uh, Bobby comes running in. He goes, dad, dad, can we borrow your tools? Uh, and then Susie's with him. So are the rest of the kids. But, oh, by the way, he knocked that can over one friggin' screw fell out. He put it back in and then sets it back up like he's just so bored that he's going through his screws uh and uh uh, the rest of the kids come in and joseph says and we've got no place to put our napkins (laughs) he doesn't have a (laughs) napkin holder uh hank says well okay but you'll have to take turns i only have three circular saws three circular saws 
That's All a right. lot for one man. What do you like? What do you need three for? You've only got two hands. Uh, That's what I'm saying. You only so, need one saw. The next one trips me out. He goes. You got a sander? One of the students. Yeah. <laughs> one of the students says, "What about Sanders?" He goes, "Oh, I got enough Sanders for everyone." Uh, all right, so we're back in the school, and we're in Peggy's class. Hank has been uh, kicked out of school. He's been kicked out of work. Uh, he's got nothing to do, but Peggy is still attacking this. So she goes, by now, you've probably all heard about the suspension of popular shop teacher, Mr. Hill, and his disqualification for substitute teacher of the year. Here's a big picture of Hank sitting on his riding lawnmower up on the, on the uh, blackboard. Uh, girl pipes up and goes, that's so unfair. Dooley looks at her and goes, he lost his job. Uh, Peggy, <laughs> Peggy says, uh, I could not agree more. And in protest, I, Peggy Hill, have decided to take my name off the ballot. Instead, I will run as Mrs. Hank Hill. Again, shitty Peggy. She's She knows she's not going to win. And so yeah. she labels herself as Mrs. Hank Hill, just so people will vote for her. We're back in Hank's garage. All the kids are just working on stuff. Uh, he looks down at one of the girls and goes, uh, you might want to use a router instead of that power drill for your grease moat there. The girl, uh, I'm assuming it's Susie, she says, uh, can we do a whole unit on routers next week in class? Hank says, well, good idea, Susie, but it's not my class anymore. I could fight for reinstatement, but i got to get back to the propane game on Monday. Uh, the whole class just groans. They're just like, oh. Because they, they've really grown to like him because – a, he knows what the hell he's doing. B, oh, yeah. he's let them do some really cool stuff. And C, he knows their names. He he has built some sort of small relationship with these kids. He's he's invested in them at this point. And not only that, he does something that's rare in teachers. And I saw a teacher get fired for doing this, and that was standing up for their kids. That's true. I watched the teacher getting to a shouting match with a principal yeah. because a principal had come into the classroom and was disrupting whatever was going on, and the teacher yeah. got pissed. And yeah. the teacher walked out in the hallway and was pretty much telling the principal that this is my classroom. I don't care if you're my boss or what. They said, I'm in charge of this class right now. You came yeah. in and you disrupted what was great learning, and kids were engaged and participating, and you fucked that up. And it's, ended up getting dismissed from the, the principal sat in the class the rest of the rest of the class period and sent the teacher home. That is um that, that it maybe he went about it the wrong way, but it is the right attitude to have. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, I and, think it was accumulation is what it was, is the reason why the teacher sure. blew up. I think it was like sure. it was more than one time this it was like the principal was almost picking at this teacher a little bit. Well, and kids kids know when you're when you're right on their right. side too. Kids kids know that, just like adults do. Uh, yeah, we maybe, know what maybe even care, more so. Don't. It's real easy to tell. Very, very easy for yeah. kids. Maybe even more so than adults. We know, like, as a child, you know who cares about you because it's the teacher that when you walk into your classroom every day, they physically tell you, "No, you can't enter my classroom until you tell me how your day is going." Yeah, I had a teacher yeah. like that. He was a uh, he's passed away now recently of cancer, but he uh, he was a geography a geography teacher, and he would always stop every student. You couldn't even enter his class before he greeted you face to face, and he would tell you, and he would talk to you. He would use your name well, when you he know. talked to you. He wouldn't just talk at you he would say you know hey rusty how's your morning going yeah, yeah. you know he would never just be like hey how's your morning he would always use your name which you know always as, stuck with me as a teacher and when you take those pedagogy training classes and stuff they tell you to start your classes with bell ringers and they tell you to teach from bell to bell right um yeah a, a bell ringer is something to kind of get the kids in the mood for whatever subject it is so it'd be like an easy math problem or something like that whenever they walk into math class 
I found for me, it was much better to just uh, ask them about their day, talk to them about anything I knew about them, whatever, for the first five minutes of class. My classes went so much smoother at that point oh, because they, yeah. they know you give a shit. You're, you're not just looking yep. through them. You're not looking at your watch every five minutes going, okay, when is this 50 minutes up? You know? Yeah. When is it over? All right. So, uh, anyway, all the kids groan when they, when they realize that Hank's not coming back, he goes, but that shouldn't stop you from pursuing your own dreams of wood, plywood, press fiberboard. And if you've got the talent metal. Uh, he says, you see, shop doesn't have to be a special place as long as it's well lit and the outlets are grounded because shop is bigger than any classroom or garage or stupid policy that makes tools illegal. It's in our hearts. All right, let's sweep up. And he kind of tears up a little bit. Hank tears up a little bit there at the end. He's just, he, he believes in this stuff so passionately. Um, now Hank is in the kitchen. He's washing his hands. Uh, I'm assuming all the kids have left at this point. You know, they've been working. Uh, Peggy comes in and goes, honey, I called the school. They will let you back in on school grounds just for the award ceremony. He goes, well, that's terrific. She goes, I, which I take is a very good in- indication of my chances. Now let's go. So again, shitty Peggy, she says this stuff yeah. to Hank. She does not even wait for his answer. And she's just like, let's get, cause I got to win an award. Yeah. So final, final, uh, final scene here, uh, we're, uh, in the, what I can assume is the cafetorium. Uh, there's the stage up front, uh, and they're making some presentations and stuff. And Moss is the one up there behind the podium. And he goes, now, before we meet our new assistant swim coach, I'd like to assistant swim coach. I'd like to announce the winner of this year's substitute teacher of the year award, Mrs. Hank Hill. And of course, you know, everybody is, uh, they're, they're kind of excited, but they're not they're not over the moon, right? They're just like, yeah, yeah okay, like, great, yeah, great. Like, uh, it's like watching uh, the same people win the Waco Podcast Award <laughs> year for year. Sure. You know, you're like, oh. Sure, <laughs> sure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Uh, and Peggy comes up to the podium. She goes, oh, what? Oh, well, gosh, thank you. Who would have thought that I would win three years in a row? And then she looks over at Hank, who's who's uh, in the in the wings uh, behind the curtain. She goes, "Honey, my speech." Uh, and so uh, Hank starts taking the speech out to Peggy. He's got it in his pocket, and uh, you hear the students in the audience go, "Look, it's Mr. Hill!" And they just start applauding and cheering and stuff because they 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 like him. You know, they like him. Of course, Peggy thinks that's all for her, even though it's been you know like a minute since they announced her. Uh, she thinks that uh, they're all cheering for her, and so she looks at Hank and goes, do you hear that, Hank? I fell out of a plane, and just two months later, I've landed on my feet. God damn, Hank. Uh, Hank is is just like, Hank is just like, "Uh uh-huh. And uh, she goes, she's saying this to everybody in the audience. She goes, gracias, I accept this behalf of everyone who has ever fallen out of a plane and lived to win her third straight substitute teacher of the year award. I think that's one person. She goes, uh, I am king of the school. Woohoo! And you just hear the microphone feedback and we go to credits and that is it. That's it. So Hank, Hank is a better teacher than Peggy. I think is what we get out of this. Yeah, better uh, teacher than Peggy. And, he might he might understand uh, what pedagogy is all about better than uh, anybody we ever see actually teach on this show. I think if I think if if Hank sat down with a book that explained what pedagogy is, he would be the foremost expert on pedagogy. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, he oh, just oh, seems yeah. like one of those guys. He's going to read that book front to cover or, or cover to uh, back, and uh, he'll know everything that's in that book. Well, well, in his effort to not fail at things. 
because Hank doesn't like being bad at stuff, which is a good trait to have sometimes is to not be bad at things oh, and sure. be okay with being sure. bad. Yeah. So I think that's what it, it kind of played on too in, in Hank, Hank's mentality of if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it and be the best at doing it. Right. So I really liked, I liked that. Uh, he doesn't, I, I kind of like how they played on that in this episode. He really doesn't do anything unless he thinks he can be the best at it, you know? No, nah, yeah, he doesn't at all. He doesn't even like doing things that he, he's not going to be good at. We get the but, cr- uh, yeah. We get the credits, and then uh, of course at the end we hear Bobby go, "Yeah, the big Yahoo!" Like he said earlier. Hey, it's here. Um, we are about to start a uh, a Patreon, and once we start our Patreon, I am going to um, make all of these notes available, all the highlight notes, all of my handwritten notes, and stuff like that. So if you guys are interested in that, please check out our Patreon. Uh, we should have that started. I would say by July it'll be ready to go. So probably in the have, next three uh, weeks or so. You have all the way up to season one, episode one for your notes. Yeah, I got all of them. Oh, yeah. it's we've gonna got, be interesting because I haven't even seen all that. So I'll get to I get to see yeah. some stuff too. Yeah, we've got all the notes. We've got extras. We've got a lot of stuff that we can put in there. Uh, you and I will start recording some uh, some extra content to throw into the Patreon, and so yeah, just be, do some travel stuff. I want to yeah. get ever get get down to San Marcos. Yeah. I got a. I got to contact the school. I don't know if they're going to let us do anything in the summer. We might have to wait till fall. Sure. I don't know what the I don't know what the access to their research stuff is is Hell in it, the in the summer. It might be easier. But I'm going to summer, call you know? down there. I'm going to call down there next week and talk to them cool. and uh, see if we can get something scheduled for uh, maybe August or something like that. We can go down there. Yeah. Well, uh, that is it for this week. That is uh, season four, episode four, Little Horrors of Shop. Rusty, you want to tell them where they can find us? Uh, well, right now you could find me out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so, uh, you could find us at BWAAAKOTH.com. Uh, that has all of our links there now. And, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, don't forget to check out the animation conversation. If you, if you would, please, I would appreciate that. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Uh, all you gotta really do is Google it. I did really great with the SEO on it and yeah. you could find us like right up top third or fourth, like that's search. Excellent on your search engine. So uh, type in animation conversation. I'm not going to tell you anything else other than that because I want you to use Google so this SEO, so the search engine starts to find me. And uh, I should be like the third or fourth response on there. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's, uh, Rusty and F. uh, F, Famous famous storyboard animator. Yeah, which F is... uh, if any of you have watched Rick and Morty and you watched the season one, episode one of Rick and Morty, he's the guy who storyboarded the pilot. I imagine more of uh, more of our audience from this would know what Rick and Morty is before sure. a life with Teenage Robot and all that. Yeah. But he also worked on uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut uh, from 1999 as well as some of the first things he worked on. So, yeah, he's a real cool guy. He's it's worked real, on a real, buttload of stuff. Yeah, tons and tons of yeah. stuff. Very respectable it's, stuff, not like stuff you've never heard of either. I mean, it's just nah, it's stuff, a ton of cool stuff. Stuff that's like critically acclaimed, Invaders in, Fairly Odd Parents, uh, My Life as a Teenage Robot. But, uh, yeah, it's still – my mind is still – every time I think about it, it just blows my mind. So, yeah, y'all, y'all stay tuned for that. And uh, we're going to do some collab stuff with Bois and the animation yeah. conversation too. That'd be great. Because uh, it's all the same. I think we'll have a Bois animation conversation, have F on again since I am the host of both. You yeah. know, since I host both. Yeah, sure. That kind of thing. So I think that'd be fun. Also, uh, check out roguemedianetwork.com. We've got tons of shows. We've got new shows starting almost weekly now. Um, we had a couple start this week. One is called Best Story Ever. Um, okay. which, uh, is, is a local guy. He gets people to come in and tell like the wildest stories that's ever happened to him. 
Um, it's really interesting. It's fun to listen to. And then we also had one called um, the podcast about nothing, Seinfeld, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and it is it is Pete Sousa, our buddy, and uh, he is guesting on Ali Kadlubar's podcast, and it's all about Seinfeld. It is, is that already uh, out the air? Is yeah. it already on the air? Yeah, to Epi- to? Okay. the trailer the trailer's out in episode one. Episode two will come out uh, this next week. But uh, they they are using our same format where they take it and they go line by line and just talk about each episode of Seinfeld. So was, uh, uh, were they able to locate the scripts for Seinfeld pretty easy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She I found was fixing to say the website that we used at Springfield Springfield yeah. has tons movies. Yeah. T- it's just tons of stuff. the amount of scripts that whatever autistic yeah. guy runs that website. There's a, there's an insane amount of scripts. We, I didn't realize that. I just that. when I was looking for it today because I don't have uh, my 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 handy dandy King of the Hill tablet here uh, from yeah. Amazon. Yeah doesn't have all my Chrome stuff because Amazon has their own sure. proprietary browser. Yeah. So I had to go look for it, like actually look for it again. And I didn't realize they had that much stuff. Yeah. And this, crazy. this has nothing to do with the show, but I saw a thing yesterday where uh, Amazon is going to start offering cell service. Where Yeah, I heard that too. Because like Google already does it. Yeah, Google so, already offers cell service, so now yeah. Amazon is. I also saw another thing that doesn't pertain to the show. They're putting a Hawaiian cultural icon. I don't want to butcher her name, so I'm not going to say her name or attempt to. But they're putting her name is Edith, okay. Hawaiian last name, yeah. and they're putting her on the quarter. So it'll be the first oh, wow. Hawaiian cultural icon on a quarter since uh, you know we did go over there and let a fruit company uh, steal <sighs> – Hawaiian from the natives. So the Chiquita Banana Company? Uh, are you talking about Dole? No, nah, Pineapple. Dole. It was Dole. Dole. It was yeah. Pineapples. Yeah, it was Dole because pi- pineapples aren't even native to Hawaii. Remind, they took them to Hawaii because they would grow good there. Remind me sometime to tell you the Chiquita Banana um, Hank Williams III story. Um, <laughs> God, that's yeah. that's got to be a good one. It's a good story. It's a good story. All right, guys. Well, thank you again for joining us. Uh, please check us out at bwaakoth.com, and uh, we'll see you next time. Wimatanye. Wimatanye, indeed. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.